Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, I Sing the Mighty Power of God. Alexander the Great's brief reign as world conqueror, he decided to have his portrait painted. Accordingly, the finest artist in the realm was called upon to produce the painting. When he arrived at Alexander's court, the great military leader requested that the portrait be a full-face pose instead of a profile. This filled the artist with consternation for one side of Alexander's face was hideously disfigured by a long scar, the result of a battle wound. The artist studied his subject for some time, and then a solution occurred to him. He seated Alexander at a table, placing the general's elbows upon it, asked him to cup his chin in his hand. 
The artist then proceeded to adjust Alexander's fingers so that he covered the unsightly scar. This done, he went to work with the paint and brushes. When the painting was completed and unveiled to the public, it was immediately acclaimed a masterpiece. And truly, it was just that. For by cleverly posing his subject, the artist not only hid the scar, but also caught Alexander in such a convincing attitude of deep meditation that aroused a profound admiration of the people for their brilliant young leader. What a lesson Christians may be taught from this incident. Do you know something about another believer that would cause hurt and embarrassment if told? Cover it with careful silence. Does a sudden offense from unexpected source stir up a hateful, unchristian-like spirit of retaliation? Cover it up with forgiving love. Do daily annoyances and shortcoming of those about you produce a fuzzy, complaining mood? Cover them with prayerful patience. When perplexing problems could be solved, and what beautiful pictures painted on life's canvas, if we could only learn to cover the scars. But we cannot do this in our own strength. We need help. We need power. And the power is found in the blood of Lord Jesus Christ. His blood has the power to save us, and once we're saved, we have the Holy Spirit living within us, giving us the ability to live as Christians should. Listen now as Eddie Piper sings this beautiful song entitled, More Wonderful. And would love us with a love that would not cease. So I tried him and I found His promises are true He's everything he said that he would be Now the finest words I know Could not begin to tell Just how much Jesus really means to me For he's more He's more wonderful than my heart can believe. He goes beyond my highest hopes and fondest dreams. He's everything that my soul ever longed for. Everything he promised, and he's so much more, more than amazing, more than marvelous, more than miraculous could ever be. He's more than wonderful, and that's what Jesus is to me. You know, I stand amazed when I think 
the King of glory would come and live within the heart of me. Oh, I marvel just to know He really loves me when I think of who He is and who I am. He's more wonderful than my heart can believe. He goes beyond my highest hopes and fondest dreams. He's everything that my soul ever longed for. Everything he promised, and he's so much more, more than amazing, more than marvelous, more than miraculous could ever be. He's more than wonderful. That's what Jesus is. Everything that my soul ever longed for, everything he promised, and he's so much more, more than amazing, more than marvelous, more than miraculous could ever be. More than wonderful. That's what Jesus is to me. And remember, He promised us He'd be a counselor. Mighty God and a Prince of Peace to me. You are listed during the morning, which is presented each Sunday at this same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at nine thirty. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altunabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Now Tuna Access Channels 9 and 14, and there are service available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2130.
31. Listen now as the brass ensemble play for us this beautiful song entitled, He's a Wonderful Savior to Me. A sudden blast sent eight-year-old Glenn sprawling. A jagged wall of flames flared outward. The fire spread rapidly through the tiny frame schoolhouse. Soon he was outside and safe. But wait, what about Brother Floyd? Where was he? Glenn heard a piercing cry and raced back into the flames. As he plunged again into the building, his trousers caught fire. Smoke filled his lungs, but he was able to find Floyd, and together they made it outside. The next thing Glenn remembered was five hours later. He was at home in his own bed. His parents were standing there anxiously watching him. Where's Floyd, he asked. Silently, his father shook his head. Neither parent answered. He realized Floyd was dead. Soon specialists were called in. We will have to amputate that leg, they all said. Please, no, Glenn cried. The physicians did not hold out much hope. But they tried to save the boy's legs, which were only twisted sticks. No one was very optimistic that he would ever be able to walk again. The weeks passed. Then, aided by his parents, Glenn was steadily upright. I can feel the floor, he said excitedly. Then the pain shot through him, but he persisted with his routine. Several days later, he was able to take a few faltering steps. Finally, he could walk unassisted, but he wanted to run. His first attempts were clumsy, bobbing, hip-hops. But he, pe- he persevered and gradually was able to run across the fields. By the time he was 13, a slight limp remained, but there was no one among his acquaintances who could overtake him in a race. He began to develop a style that would compensate for his injuries. 
One summer afternoon a few years later, a silent crowd was watchful, then broke into a thunderous roar as a fired scar's legs began to pull away from the other contenders and won not only that race, but 24 other ones. Glenn went on to set a new record for the mile and introduce a new style of running. Because of his perseverance and refusal to knee to defeat, Glenn Cunningham ran to victory. God's word says, I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. In our daily walk, we need some of the spirit of Glenn Cunningham. We have an important job to do for the Lord, and we should never give up. Listen now as Joshua and Stephanie McClellan sing this beautiful song entitled, Mighty to Save. Heroes and conquer the 
Lord, you are mighty to save. You are mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, you rose and conquered the grave. Yes, you conquered the grave. You are mighty to Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for a Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, His 12 apostles. Matthew chapter 4, verses 18, 21, and 22. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And going from thence, he saw two other brethren, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in a ship with Zebedee their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father, and they followed him. Apostle, one sent forth. The twelve apostles were sent forth from God to man. Here is a man of God sent forth from God to man with a message. The listing of the twelve apostles, Simon, Peter, and Andrew, and James and John, the sons of Zebedee, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Thomas, and James, Alphaeus, and Matthew, and Lebius, Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot. Simon, Peter, and Andrew were brothers. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were brothers. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Judas Lebius were brothers. In the listing of the twelve apostles, Peter's name always appears first, and Judas Iscariot's name always appears last. Of the twelve apostles, all but one were from Galilee. The only non-Galilean apostle was Judas Iscariot. Concerning the twelve apostles, with some, there is a list of information, and with some, there is little or no information. Basically, these men were ordinary, even unqualified men who God used. Their lives were forever changed because they decided to follow Lord Jesus Christ and become His disciples, and later, His apostles. The Lord Jesus Christ, in choosing twelve ordinary men, and not individuals who were either Pharisees, Sadducees, or a part of the religious elite of this time, demonstrate a basic biblical principle. God uses and chooses these individuals to bring glory and honor to His name. God literally uses nobodies to reach the somebodies with His message. Acts chapter 2 verse 7. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? Acts 4.13 And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. There was only one disciple who was truly not saved, and that, of course, was Judas Iscariot. John chapter 13, verses 10 and 11. 
Jesus saith to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him, therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. Keep in mind the context. Who was there, and where were they? The only individuals present with the Lord Jesus Christ were his twelve disciples. The multitude was not present. This takes place during the last Passover and nearing the Lord Jesus Christ's death on the cross for the sins of the whole world. Peter then was with the Lord, so the Lord Jesus Christ said, Peter, you're clean, you're saved, but not all are. There's only 12 people plus the Lord who were there. John 13 again reminds us, you are not all clean is a reference to the individual who should betray him. He was not clean, he was not saved. When the Lord Jesus Christ then gave the sop to Judas, it was not to point him out as a betrayer. Literally, this is what the Lord Jesus Christ was saying, Judas, you're the honored guest here. You have all my love and devotion and affection and you really don't need to do this. But if you're going to do it, go do it quickly. Judas used his volition to betray the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice the time of day it was. It was night, John 13, 30. Judas Iscariot was taking and talking with the Lord Jesus Christ, the light of the world, and he leaves him, turning his back on him to go out into the nighttime, into darkness, so he could betray him and have him arrested. Truly, this was the eternal blackout, the eternal damnation of the very soul of Judas. Judas Iscariot betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ for 30 pieces of silver. He led a band of soldiers to the Garden of Gethsemane to arrest the Lord Jesus Christ. Later, Judas had some remorse of his actions. Read Matthew 27, verse 3 and 4. But it was not to repentance to salvation. Judas went out and he hung himself. Matthew 27, verse 5 and Acts 1, 18, 19. And Judas died and he went to his own place. Acts 1, 25. Some important question. Why did the Lord Jesus Christ choose 12 men to be his apostles? Why 12 and not any other number like 1 or 6 or 15? Because it's 12 apostles sitting on the 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. Following the death of Judas, the apostle Peter seeks to replace Judas. Acts one twenty one to 26 Ultimately, a man named Matthias, whose name in the Hebrew language means God's gift, was chosen as a replacement for Judas. Later in Acts 12, Herod the king killed the apostle James, or the apostle James, the son of Zebedee, the brother of the apostle John with a sword. It is very sad and totally amazing that the death of James actually pleased many Jews. And Herod now was emboldened to do the same thing with Peter, but there was a supernatural miracle and the deliverance of Peter from prison. Why didn't the apostle Peter seek to replace James as he did with Judas? then why is God later going to raise up a new apostle, the apostle Paul, and say that he is the apostle to the Gentiles? We need to understand God's word. We need to rightly divide it. We need to live for the Lord Jesus Christ today.
you have been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is the